Welcome to another inspirational message from Chowdean Community Church, Gateshead. For more information about Chowdean, visit www.chowdean.org.uk. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Good morning and uh, Happy New Year to you all. How many of you have uh, honestly eaten too many chocolates over the last few days? Put my hand up there. Oh, there's some of you to show restraint. How many of you got any chocolate left to eat? Oh, it's sad, isn't it? I always think it's, uh, it's just such a sad time. We get too much chocolate just at a time when we're thinking about going on diets. And then we have to eat it, so otherwise it would go to waste, don't we? Um, I was asked to do this service a few weeks ago and, and wondered what we might do to, uh, just to get us to start the new year off. And uh, I saw a, a message and I thought this, this uh, had an idea and I just thought this might be something really good for us just to uh, start us to the new year. And it's about labels, labels. And I want you to think about labels. Labels are things that we put on things so we know what they are, aren't they? Bag. We stick a label on and remember, try and remember what it is. But you know, each one of us carries labels. We carry labels that other people put on us, and we carry labels that we put on ourselves. Uh, when I went to school, I had a nickname. My nickname was Bugs. And the reason was because I grew up with two very prominent front teeth. They're not as bad now, they've sort of settled down a bit, but. I was a bit like an eccentric Silla Black with two teeth sticking out. And uh, so my nickname in school was Bugs. And the other nickname I had was Lefty, and that was about, because I, I am left-handed, left-footed, uh, and that's because I was absolutely useless at football. And uh, in the junior school, I remember very clearly when it came to football lesson, we all had to go, I went to Dubmire School, we all had to go along a path to the other end of the village where there was a school football field. And, uh, and there the two team captains would choose their teams. And guess what? I never, ever got chosen to be on the two teams. Oh, come on, a bit more. And, uh, and so those of us that were left that weren't chosen had to play in the cow field and all that that meant. So I guess my football was never, if it wasn't ever very good, was never destined to ever get any better because I would never get a chance to get any better. But labels are things we put on people. We judge, men, we judge people straight. As soon as we meet somebody new, we're judging them. We're, we might be looking at their hair. We might be looking at their clothes. We might be making an assessment on them about their age or whether they look well-dressed or not. There's loads of videos going around at the moment on YouTube uh, and Facebook about how people treat people who look differently. Have you seen them? You know, where a guy who looks, uh, there was a guy with walking sticks, but he had a suit on, and he fell over, and people were helping them. There was another guy who looked like a tramp, and he fell over, and nobody went to help him. A girl was uh, lying on the pavement, and somebody stole from her, and because she was dressed in rags and things, nobody bothered. But there was a well uh, dressed person there and somebody reacted so we all react differently to the label that we have on somebody 
And sometimes those labels we have stick with us all the way through our lives. Other people stick them to us and they stay there or we choose to let them stick to us. So today I want to talk about labels. We've got a picture there of uh, coming up next there of all the different things that could be stuck to you. But first of all, I want to point you to someone in Scripture. Now, if you do the UCB readings, you'll have read a few days ago. There's a man in Scripture who was possessed by demons. And Jesus asked him, what's your name? And he said, Legion. That wasn't the name he was given when he was born. That's the name people had put on him because he was possessed by lots of demons. They thought he had a legion of demons in him. And Jesus said to him, but that's not your real name. That's not your real name. That's the name given you. Legion's the name people have given you. And so Jesus spoke to him and spoke in the situation, got rid of the demons and changed that man's life forever. So once the demons had gone, he could not be labeled as legion because the demons weren't there. Now perhaps you've been grown up, perhaps you've been labelled as fat, fatty or been labelled as uh, a failure because you've been divorced. People have said you're a failure. Maybe something's gone wrong in your life and you've taken on board some label that, uh, that, that's been put there. Up there there's all sorts of things. Something might have stuck out. Some of the words are bigger. Labels, stupid, liar, Addicts, bitch, cheater, all stupid, home weaker, not sure what that means, incompetent, freaks, freak, slow, smart, all, all different labels that maybe at some point in your life someone has called you that or put that on you. But you know, in, in Scripture it says, coming up, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. And that means that anyone who is in Christ, and we're singing there, all of us have been singing, I believe in Christ. I believe in Jesus. I believe in Christ the Lord. I believe that he died for me. We've been singing all those things. And that means if we believe that, then these words are true. If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here. And that means we need to think our lives. We need to change. We need to accept change. We need to say, what I was before, I'm no longer going to be that person in the future. What other people have labeled me as I'm not going to be that in the future. I'm going to be what Christ wants me to be. When we put our hope in Jesus, we put our hope for eternity. And we're not going to live through eternity being the people we were before in the past. The old life is gone. A new life is beginning. When we start a new year, don't we? We start off with our New Year's resolution. Res revolutions, I used to think, resolutions, where we, we say, well, look, what's happened in the past, 
We want to be different. We're going to do something different. We're going to slim. We're going to be nice at the people. We're going to do this. We're going to go to the gym every day. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do the other. Set off to be different, to have a new year to be changed. That's why they call it a new year. It's not an old year again. It's a new year we're starting off. And when we are born into Christ, when we become Christians, we're born again. We start a new life a new life in him. The new has come, the old has gone. And this morning, I just want to draw your attention to three things, three things that God wants to give you. Our God loves us. He wants to give us things. And he wants to give us three things this morning for your attention. The first one is, God will give you a new name. A new name. That's a strange one, isn't it? God will give you a new name. Now, ladies, those of you who are married, when you got married, on that day that you got married, your name changed, didn't it? My wife was called Little. Now she's called Han. Little Susan, Little Han. Now, Han, Susan Han. Sorry, get it right. Susan Han. I want to show you some people's names that were changed. That means for some people... Some funny things might happen. So let's look at the first one. He was Laurel Stone. She married Paul Flint. So our name changed from Stone to Flint, not from Flint to Stone, from Stone to Flint. And then we've got Mara Key, who married just Lee Funk. So she didn't become hyphenated Funky, she just became. From key to funk. And then we've got Carmen Nicely, who marries Thomas Shaver. So it comes from Nicely to Shaver. Nicely Shaver. Perhaps my favourite's this one Elizabeth MacDonald married Joel <laughs> Berger. <laughs> you wouldn't have thought it, would you? Eh? Sounds impossible. <laughs> I don't know whether it's better to be called McDonald or better to be called Burger. Not really sure. So these people, their names changed. And God wants to give us a new name. And it says in Isaiah, the nations will see your vindication and all the kings your glory. You will be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will bestow. Now this isn't just somebody else that isn't your partner your neighbor your husband your wife giving you a new name they were unlikely to give you a new name this is the god the creator of the universe wants to give you each one of you a new name he wants you to be something different he has a something in mind and he's going to give you a new name humans try to name us but god the creator of the universe speaks over us with a name that is prepared for you. It's a prepared name. Do you know what that name is? Well, maybe 2016 is the year you're going to find out what that name is that God's prepared for you. Names are important. We've sung there about the name of Jesus. We believe in the name of Jesus is important. And our names are important to us. Can you remember the story of Abraham, Abram and Sarai? 
In the beginning of the story, they're called Abraham and Sarai, and God makes a promise to them. He says, I'll make you a great nation and bless you. I'll make you famous. You'll be a blessing. I bless those who bless you. Those who curse you, I'll curse. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. But when the promise was fulfilled, nearly 60, 70, 80 years later, when the time came when Sarah did have a, Sarah, I did have a child, God changed their names. He changed their names for a reason. He changed their names from Abraham, Abram to Abraham and from Sarai to Sarah. And Abraham means noble father. But it became Abraham the father of many. So that fulfilled promise meant that Abram's name, Abram's name was changed. And Sarai means princess, became the mother of nations. So God had a purpose for her. And Abraham and Sarai became Abraham Sarah. God had a purpose for them. Their names changed. God has a promise for each one that he'll give us a name. Can you remember Jacob, the twin brother of Esau? Nobody would ever thought Jacob. He was the person who sold his birthright for a bowl of stew. But God had a place for him. God had a new name for him. His new name was Israel. Israel. When he became the point where God, he let God have control of his life, and Israel means meaning God prevails. He had a change in his name. And Gideon, what about Gideon? If you know the story of Gideon, an angel came to Gideon. Where was he? Not when he was important, not when he was at the front, when he was hiding away. When the armies came, Gideon hid away. And in a barn, in a, barn, in a great store, he hid away. But God had a new name for him. Gideon was taken aback by the new name because his new name was a mighty warrior. Gideon laughed almost. He said, well, me, a mighty warrior? How can I be that? I'm hiding away here. I'm frightened of this enemy that's coming. I'm frightened of this army. I'm hiding away. But God said to him, no, you're going to be a mighty warrior. And I believe that God will reveal a new name to you if you listen and you wait and hear what he's got to say to you. So God has a new name for you and we want to know that God will bless you with that. And then secondly, God will give you a new purpose. A new purpose. Now, age or circumstance don't enter into this equation Whoever you are, whatever your past with God, God has a purpose for you in 2016. 2016 isn't just going to be another year. It's going to be a year where God has a purpose for you. A friend of mine I noticed on Facebook, had, uh, him and his wife had sat down and done a blackboard and written down what they thought God's purpose was for them for 2016 and on the Facebook I could only see some of the things I couldn't see all of the things but they got, they'd thought about well what does God want us to do what does God want us to accomplish in this next year 
God had a purpose. Can you remember that story of Luke when Jesus was going around uh, gathering his disciples together? Jesus was standing talking to the crowd and as he was talking, there were some fishermen out there and Simon was one of those fishermen. And when he'd finished fishing, he came in and he hadn't caught anything. And Jesus said to him, look, Simon, let's go out in the boat again. Let's go out again. And Simon went, went well, I've been out fishing all day. No, Peter, Jesus said, let's go out and get in the boat and fish again. And he said to Simon, put the net out. And as the net got to the bottom, Simon's going, I've been fishing all day. I haven't caught anything. How am I going to catch anything now? And Jesus said, just put the net out. So he put his net out and he pulled in a large catch of fish. And then Jesus said something special to him. He said, today you've been catching fish, but tomorrow you're going to be a fisher of men. You're going to be a fisher of men. So his purpose changed. Simon in his day-to-day -day life was a fisherman, and God said through Jesus, you're going to be a fisher of men. Jesus says, you know, often we don't ask. We don't ask, God, what, what do you want me to do? What's our purpose? What's my purpose? And in the scripture it says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For anyone who asks, receives. And one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. I love the message version. It says, don't bargain with God. Be direct. Ask for what you need. This isn't a cat and mouse hide and seek game we're in. If you ask for bread, do you trick him with sawdust? If he asks for fish, do you scare him with a live snake on his plate? As bad as you are, you wouldn't think of doing such a thing. You're at least decent to your own children. So don't you think God, who conceived you in love, will be even better? It's a long way of saying it, isn't it? But it just hits home there. How God just wants to give us the best. And if we ask, he'll give us. If we want a purpose in our lives, he'll give us a purpose if we ask. And then thirdly, God wants to give you a new future. A new future. Your past may not have always been fantastic. For some people, it might have just been good. But God does have a plan for the future for you. In Jeremiah 26, verse 12, we read of how God encouraged the Jewish nation. They were going through really hard times. God and God said to them, listen, Heath, this is what I've got planned for you. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all of your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. God wants to lead us from where we've been. He wants to lead us away from the labels that have been put on us, from the burdens that have been put on us. He says, I want to give you freedom. And the only way you're going to get that freedom 
is if you come to me and take on board what I've got to offer you. I love the story of Rahab. Rahab Rahab had a label on her. She was a lady in the Old Testament, and uh, she actually helped some spies escape from the city. And that's how we know about her. But every time you read about Rahab, it says, Rahab the prostitute. That was her label. She was Rahab the prostitute. Now, that's a, a really hard label to get rid of, isn't it? In society today, that would be a hard label for anybody to get rid of. But you see, she trusted in God. She heard about God from the people that she looked after and cared for and, and helped to escape. And she put her trust in God. She put her faith in God. And God had a new purpose for her and had a new future for her. And we find, you might not know this, but Rahab eventually got married. And she had some children. And if you look at the genealogy of Jesus, Rahab and her husband Salmon were in the genealogy of Rahab. Rahab was the ancestor of Jesus. Who would have thought that, that Rahab the prostitute could be used by God in such a way to be a, a, a part of the generation of Jesus? Our God is bigger than people's opinions. Whatever other people might have of you, God's opinion and God's desire on your life is bigger and more purposeful and bigger for you. Let's just remind ourselves again of that scripture. If anyone is in Christ, that new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. Paul wrote to the Philippians, he said, one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining to what is ahead, I press on to what goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Now Paul, he's a man, if anybody wanted to be condemned for what he'd done in the past, Paul was the man. He'd been responsible for killing Christians. He had, he had people's deaths on his head, didn't he? He had, he had that on his conscience. And yet he said, I hold on to what God's given me and I press on to what God's got in mind. God doesn't want us to go into 2016 holding on to what's happened to us in the past. God doesn't want us to go into 2016 holding on to arguments or hurts or disputes with other people. He wants us to go into the future with a purpose, with a new name, with his name, that we love the Lord Jesus going into the future. I'm going to slide just to look at, to finish with, that says, what was true of you in the past doesn't have to be true of you in the future. What was true of you in the past doesn't have to be true of you in the future. And that's two things, in a sense. The first thing is, we need to forgive ourselves. We need to put down those things that we've done wrong, and we need to move forward. And secondly, we need to remember that other people might be trying to do the same thing as well. And so we're not to continue judging other people. We're not to continue running salt into the wounds. We're to change our view of other people and be encouragers.
going to do something now. I am, my little team of helpers from our house group are, uh, are going to give out some labels. And um, these are all positive labels, not nasty ones. Positive labels. We're going to do that now. Then we're going to pray, and then we're going to come to an end. It's interesting, I noticed some of you have, um, have fastened them to yourself, and I uh, wonder how, how long they'll stay there. But uh, just a thought come to my mind, you know, Paddington Bear had a label on him, didn't it? And what does it say on Paddington Bear's label? Doesn't What does it say? It says, look after him, but it says, return... To it's a dress on, doesn't it? Return to Peru. I guess we we use the new year as a chance to just return to God and just say, who are we, and what do you want us to do? I'd like you to keep those labels. Just hope there'll be an encouragement to you during the year. Uh, but I'm just going to pray now, and I just want to pray for peace in anyone. There might be some people here who the label has been uncomfortable that you've had put on you in the past. And uh, I just want to pray that the Lord will take that, un- take that away and just give you a sense of peace and a sense of his love. And, uh, and I just want to pray for each one of you that you'll just know God's purpose, you'll know God's future, and God will give you a new name. And uh, if you get a new name, I'd like you to share it with us at some time during the year and, uh, and just share that with us. Let's pray together, shall we? Father, I thank you that you love us and that um, you love us in such a way that you don't put labels on us. Lord, we're so guilty ourselves of carrying labels around that we shouldn't have on us. Labels that we don't deserve. Labels that we, uh, other people have put on us. And I pray, Lord, for any hurt that people might have now, that, Lord, you'll bring peace by your Spirit, that they'll be able to put that up to one side, And as we step into a new year, as we move into a new year, you'll just give us a new name, that you'll give us a new future, that you'll give us a new purpose for our lives. May the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. This is the end of this message. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to find out more about our church, please visit www.chowdean.org.uk and please take a minute to rate our podcast on iTunes.